Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Rad Habits Podcast. Today we're going to be doing things a little bit different, and then next week we'll get back into the usual show format. But before we begin today, I want to reach out to all of you that might be potential sponsors for the Rad Habits Podcast. If you have a product or a service that might be useful to the listeners of the Rad Habits Podcast, I'd like to advertise for it on my show. Right now, $100 will secure you advertising for the next five shows that will take place during the pre-roll of the show with a quick mention again at the end. So altogether, you'll get 10 mentions on the podcast for $100. Along with that, you'll get a, you'll get four mentions on each of the Rad Habits podcast social media platforms. Pretty soon, I'll also be launching the Rad Habits podcast website, which is under construction today. So along with the mentions on social media, the copy that we'll be promoting on five episodes of the Rad Habits podcast, we can put a banner online, guide people directly to your product or service. So by all means, I want to advertise for you on the Rad Habits podcast. Our listeners want to know who you are. So get with me, email radhabitspodcast at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at radhabitscast. Thank you so much. Podcasting isn't free. Hosting a website isn't free. A little bit can go a long way for all of us. So let's talk about some cross-promotion. I'd like to also take this opportunity right now to give a shout-out to the Rad Habits podcast very first sponsor, Amanda Lynn Photography at amandalynnphotography.com. Amanda Lynn Photography out of Oklahoma City provides some of the most quality work, the most amazing pictures. So if you're in the area, or even if you're just passing through, book a session now and commemorate being part of a great community here. Without Amanda Lynn Photography's generous donation of equipment, Rad Habits Podcast would have never gotten off the ground yet. So again, thank you, Amanda Lynn Photography, amandalynnphotography.com. Thanks for putting up with that, everybody. Enough of the promotion stuff. Let's get down to the radical business. Let's get weird. Uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody. It's going to get a little weird today. It's going to get a little dark. It's going to be a little different. We'll get back to the regular shit next week. But today, I want to talk about some stuff that you probably already know, but I think you all need to hear it today anyways. So let me get straight to the point. Things are hard. Make no mistake about it. And things have been hard for you the whole way here. While it probably seems everyone around you has had it easy and has gotten every opportunity handed to them. And that's maybe not true at all, but I know it feels like that. And at the same time, it probably feels like everyone has told you that your problems and your roadblocks are just trivial. And I can sit here and I can tell you about the thousands of people who have it harder than you, but I see no need to do that. So I tell you this. You were made to kick ass. It is what you were put on this earth to do. Millennia upon millennia of human adaptation 
has selected for the existence of those more likely to adapt and overcome and thrive. Natural selection has chosen those who kick ass. It is the natural order of things that this world is going to throw at you the absolute worst shit that it can throw at you. Things are going to stand in your way and knock you down because only those who can lay waste to their every adversary and every obstacle are meant to go on. It is imprinted in your DNA since the dawn of mankind that you are here to kick ass. Everything about you was designed to do so. And everything that's ever happened to you has been there to prepare you. But it is your mind, a frightened, fragile creature designed specifically for self-preservation, telling you otherwise. And now that is what you must truly overcome. That's why we're here. Your lower brain wants only for you to feel good and be comfortable. This is a survival mechanism that probably made a lot of sense when we were cavemen. But that is still with us, nagging us every time we try to break through our comfort zone, every time we want to go further and harder, and every time we want to make ourselves better. It is not the part of your brain that manages logic and understands that junk food in the long haul is killing us or that we will never be where we want to be if we don't sweat now. But this lower brain controls the concept of what will make you feel good and feel comfortable in one specific moment. So know that the moment is fleeting. Your lower brain is functioning only on the input of your immediate condition and your immediate surroundings. In another moment, what it's telling you can be changed completely. And that's why when you cave to the urges of that stupid creature, your lower brain, you feel like shit about it. So you've got to learn to let those moments of weakness just pass right by you. And when they're happening, remind yourself that we're not put here to be comfortable. You were put here to fuck shit up. Now for a long time, I blundered through life with a handful of excuses. And this delusion that I could act heroically or be who I truly wanted to be when the time comes. I think of the stories of people rising to their occasion, like the guy who lifts a car off a child after a wreck in traffic, who's functioning on pure adrenaline alone. But first, the fact of the matter is that without conditioning yourself to rise to the occasion in the first place, there is a world of difference between the person you tell yourself you're going to be and the person you will be when that time actually comes. But like the stubborn, lazy sloth that I have long been, for the most part, I refuse to condition myself for anything of real importance, and I let the mechanisms of self-preservation make me soft and doughy and weak, and the whole time, I would tell myself that changing any of that would just take so much time that it wasn't even worth starting at that one particular moment that the concept had crossed my mind, or it wasn't worth starting that day, or that week, or that month, and I'd say, after the holidays, I'll start dieting, or... I'll lift tomorrow, or I need to wait until my raise kicks in before I can start in at the kind of gym I really need. And instead, I just did nothing for years. Then, last year, I got super sick with a respiratory illness, and I got on these antibiotics that made me weak as shit and still didn't knock it out, 
and I was barely sleeping at night because my kids weren't sleeping and I was eating like crap and I was hating my work day and I was complacent about everything. One morning I took all this medicine and went to work and started having severe chest pain. I got dizzy, my heart was racing and I got pretty nervous. So I went to the closest emergency room and I told them I thought I might be having a heart attack. And at the time I was quite convinced that I was. Now, when you go to a hospital and you say, I think I'm having a heart attack, they take that shit seriously. So instantly, they called a bunch of doctors toward me and rushed me into a room. And here's what changed my life that day. So the first person that I'm pointed towards is a doctor who is roughly my same age. I was just 35 at the time. And this other 35-year-old man looks at me with this look that is just this mix of like sympathy, but also, more than anything, it was kind of disappointment, maybe disgust. It was a guy with a look in his eyes that said, a guy my age should never let himself get into a state where he has to wonder if he's having a heart attack. Anyways, they put me in a room, they weigh me, and I'm weighing in at like 294 pounds, maybe even 298 pounds. They had me take off my shirt, so I'm disrobing in this room full of young doctors to reveal my physique most comparable to a tube of raw Pillsbury biscuits after you've cracked it and the dough is expanding out over the cardboard. They lay me down in this emergency room bed and start hooking me up to all these wires, and I'm nervous as shit, and I'm sweating, and I'm breathing hard. I'm looking at my stupid Fitbit to see that my heart rate is through the roof. And every doctor and nurse who comes into the room is looking at me with those same sad eyes. I had never felt so worthless and helpless. And I realized that if this was serious, then my wife and kids would have to come to the hospital and see me like this. And they would never be able to unsee me like that. I don't think that, especially at my age, young children should have to see their father so helpless. And at the time... I didn't know how serious it might be. So I don't know if I'm about to have to undergo a potentially dangerous surgery that we almost certainly couldn't afford at the time and how that might change things for me. And it struck me that I might have to be the dad who has to just take it easy forever at that point. What if I could never exert myself again? What if I could never wrestle with the kids or play catch I didn't know how long it might be before I could even pick them up and hold them again, and that crushed me. So in that moment, before I even knew what was up with me, I promised myself that shit wasn't going to happen to me. And uh, Lord knows I've slipped a couple of times since, and I've had to rebound, but I've changed a thousand little things about my life because of the way that doctor looked at me, and because of that feeling of... What if my kids have to come see me like this? So yeah, so lots changed. And I want you to know that just as much as my kids, you guys listening to this podcast and joining me on the Facebook community page, you guys are keeping me on the warpath here and you're motivating every change. And just like I owe being my best to them through this podcast, I owe it to you too. So first, thank you. And second, know that I'm not going to fail you. It's going to get hard sometimes for all of us, but because I know, even if it's just one of you, I know you're listening, and I'm going to show you just how aggressively we can all change. So I know that it's going to be hard for you sometimes too, 
it might be hard every single step of the way, and that's how it's meant to be. That's what this world is meant to do. It is going to break you down, and sometimes there will be pain that is unimaginable right now. But know that I'm with you, and for every obstacle you face and every wretched thing you have to overcome, you are not alone in doing it. Know that if I can do it, you can definitely do it. And when you feel like you're up against it alone, bet your sweet ass that I'm still right here grinding it out with you. Accountability is a super powerful thing when it comes to building habits. I'm accountable to you guys now. I said I'm going to do all this shit. You guys are going to be listening for it each week and seeing whether or not I'm actually doing it on social media. So know that I'm that much more likely to follow through. If you want to make that work for you too, get on the Facebook group, tell us what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, and we'll hold you accountable and we could all help each other out in that way. Anyways, I was not having a heart attack that day. I was sick and I was weak and the swelling in my lungs had created a painful tugging of heart tissue with every heartbeat and my body was just getting weaker and weaker. So with some newly prescribed antibiotics and steroids and some much needed rest, I actually started to bounce back and I was on a new path from then on. But maybe if you'll indulge me, I can tell you about another moment that changed my life and put me on this path of change. It was something a Marine screamed at me while I was running with my wife and my son, who was three at the time, through a bunch of tunnels beneath Oklahoma City. It's not as intense as that sounds. Sorry, let me backtrack. The family and I were taking part in a fun run 5K. It's this part of Oklahoma City that's actually beneath the streets of downtown. It connects all the big businesses there together. If you're ever in OKC, the underground is pretty badass, so check it out. I think it was the first 5K I'd ever taken part in, and to people who can run long distances whenever you please, it might not sound like much. But for me, it's a bit of an undertaking, even to this day. But I take great pleasure in it. Now, if you ever take part in a fun run, or a marathon, or a 5 or 10K, anything like that, I can almost assure you that you're going to run into a bunch of veterans and currently enlisted men and women of the U.S. Armed Services. That's because the kind of shit we do to test ourselves and to prove something to ourselves, they do that shit for fun. You can usually pick them out of a crowd because when you hit that point in your run, when you think you have to stop and die, they're the ones lapping you with a smile on their face. These gentlemen and gentle ladies do not have quit in their vocabulary the same way that most people do. They stop when what they've set out to do is finished, not when their bodies may want to quit or when their creature brain tries to tell them to conserve energy and shut things down. Anyways, so here's what started me down my path of change and made me realize just how much I like participating in these types of events. As I was running and feeling worn the absolute fuck out, this Marine comes trucking past us on his second trip through. This guy was doing at least 10K that day, and he looked like he was loving every minute of it. He was yelling and laughing and clapping and legitimately motivating people. And as he ran past me, he said something that I have thought of every time I go running and every time my stupid brain starts trying to tell me it would be better to quit. He runs by, clapping, and says, Come on, 
give no quarter. So, beloved listeners, let's all take that advice and get after it. Like I said, we aren't just here to survive what's thrown at us. We are in this to chase it down and destroy it. Everything that holds you down and everything that you want, it's time to go after it hard. And no matter how tired you get and how much stands in your way, no matter the circumstances of your past, you stay on its heels and you give it no rest, you give no quarter. There is a world of things out there that wants to destroy you. You can let these things get ahead of you and hide around the corners and set traps for you, or you can chase these things down and tear them to pieces like you were meant to do. Give no fucking quarter. I joked on last week's podcast about when I'm working out, visualizing a world of pain for the people who have wronged me. And this is dark, but that shit is no joke. When I'm running or lifting or doing rounds on my heavy bag in my garage, and I get tired and my brain wants to quit because it has that stupid self-preservation instinct, I imagine the motherfuckers who've done me wrong or have treated me like I'm less than human because I don't wear the same kind of stupid suit or I wasn't put in the same positions of authority as them, I imagine those bastards out there running right next to me like it's easy as pie for them. In my mind, I stop picturing my burning lungs and my straining muscles, and first I imagine these people looking happy and cocky, and all that tiredness starts to disappear. Now let's get real dark here for a minute. Sometimes, I imagine for a second that maybe civilization has crumbled, and the rules of niceness have once again given way to the laws of nature, like it's Mad Max or The Walking Dead. And these people who have wronged me, or exploited me, or who have hurt my family, now they get the real-world consequences of the natural order of things. So yeah, when I'm running, somewhere around that two-mile mark, you best believe that I'm pretending I'm chasing someone. I don't know if that's healthy mentally or not, but it stands to me as the summation of all the people who've looked down their noses at me and seen me as someone who will never achieve anything or be anything better than them, knowing that I might someday have the chance to run those motherfuckers down becomes quite motivating to me. Give them no quarter. Crush your enemies. Know that it's not really people who stand in your way. It is your own lack of will that is fucking with you. Give no quarter. Know that when you think you can't go on any further, you're only at 40% of what you're capable of. Give no quarter. Your lower brain wants you to believe that your body is quitting. But trust me, when your body needs to quit, it's gonna quit. Your brain, however, can be retrained. When you are working to improve yourself and your lower brain tells you that in that moment, whatever is comfortable and feels good is more optimal, it is only feeding you bad ideas. Give no quarter. I lift and I box and I run. And while I'm doing this, I think, what if my son was hurt and I had to run a mile to go get him? Or what if I had to carry my family on my back to escape something? The world wants to hurt us like that. The law of nature says to weed out the weak. And someday, without the softness of civilized society to protect us, you might find yourself suddenly called upon. And you need to ask yourself right now, just how exactly are you going to answer? Are you going to give up before you even start because you've been too busy? 
with other challenges and things have been hard for you already so you didn't really focus on preparing for this and you want the circumstances of your past to define you forever, are you going to quit because it's hard? Because quitting is the habit you've been developing this whole time? Or are you already answering today, right now, because you're a bad motherfucker and everyone who's ever tried to hold you down has already been beaten and cast aside? Are you fighting right now for everything you love? Are you going to fight with everything you've got? And when you've got nothing left, are you going to be able to let all the people, all the things that try to hold you down, are you going to let them know that your fight still isn't over? All your obstacles and everyone who thinks they can look down at you and hold you down should be terrified of right now. And they're going to be because the call is in, motherfuckers. You're answering today. And when you have laid waste to everything and everyone who has ever fucked with you along the way, and you've got nothing left on this earth to give, the next group of people is going to make sure you're buried in the deepest hole and wrapped in chains and locked in a vault somewhere, because even after you're gone, they're going to be worried about the bad motherfucker you were. That's the kind of person that you were made to be. That is what you were set on this earth to do. Give no fucking quarter. You have already overcome everything to get right here. Don't stop now.